So Lord, uh, speak to us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Please have a seat. So we're continuing our, our mini-series on prayer, thinking about what it means to be a praying people, thinking about um, how to pray. pray. And um, can we have the, the slides that we've got them up? Great, thank you. So this morning is going to be really different to a normal kind of sermon, if you like. Um, sometimes people say to me, some of you might find this hard to believe, Lee, your, your sermons, they're, they're great, but... Um, Kind of a bit up here, really. Uh, a bit more kind of here. A bit too much theology, a bit too long, a bit too kind of high level. So um, this morning, kind of bringing it down a little bit. Okay. So this morning, it's going to be um, really, really practical. This is about how to pray, and specifically how I pray. And hopefully some lessons that we can all learn, some things that we can all um, take away from that. The disciples asked Jesus a question, and the question was this. Teach us to pray. How do we pray? How can we pray? And churches are really good at talking about um, why you should pray, why the church should pray, traditions of prayer, the history of prayer, all of that kind of stuff. But it's really hard to talk about, well, this is, this is how you do it. This is what you do. This is what you can do. This is how you can get started if you've never prayed before. This is how you can continue on if you've prayed um, lots of times before. So that's what I'm going to hopefully do uh, this morning. So really simple, really easy, really um, straightforward. But I have got a why, and the first why is this. Why pray? Um, Here's one reason why. Um, on Friday, I was driving my car, um, had Andy, our youth worker, in the passenger seat. We were driving along, we were coming to Bridgeford. I was coming up to the um, roundabout outside um, NatWest Bank and um, uh, slowing down for the roundabout when um, disaster happened. Suddenly, I lost all electrical power in the car. My brakes didn't work. Pressed the brakes to slow down. Nothing happened. Steering completely seized up. Got like your car, power steering, normally really light, really, really easy. Suddenly could not turn the steering wheel. All the dashboard, all the lights um, went out. Fortunately, the road was, was, was clear, so I kind of managed to just coast straight across um, the roundabout, fighting with the car, trying to, trying to work out what to do. Can't quite think um, quick enough. And managed to kind of coast the car just up to the garage and stop outside the garage. I've never seen Andy get out of a car so fast. <laughs> I mean, it was, a dangerous, it was a dangerous situation. And afterwards, I thought, do you know, if something had gone wrong, if we'd have been hit by a lorry or something, you know, who knows? It's, it's horrible to think. You know, one of the brightest, most promising, most gifted um, young ministers could have been hurt. And Andy might have been hurt as well. <laughs> so yeah, I managed to go to the garage, got out, got, out the, got out of the car, spoke to the guy, and I was like in shock. I said to the guy, this just happened, this just happened, like steering went, power went, couldn't, couldn't stop the car, brakes went, well, engine was still going, couldn't, couldn't steer. Did you have any warning? I said, well, no. Did your battery light come on? 
Um, well, it came on yesterday. <laughs> that was your warning. That was your warning. The connect, I don't understand the mechanics of the connection between the ba- battery is fine, the connection between the battery and all the electrical stuff had failed. Lost, lost steering, lost brakes, couldn't change direction, couldn't speed up, couldn't slow down, didn't know what to do. Panic. That's why we pray as Christians. That's one reason why we pray as Christians. I, I could still drive. I mean, I could, I could, all my energy and all my strength in, I could just about turn the steering wheel. If I'd have thought fast enough, I could have just taken my feet off the pedals and pulled out the, uh, the uh, key out of the ignition and rammed, rammed the car into it. I didn't, couldn't, think, couldn't think fast enough. That's why we pray. Christian life is designed to be a life of prayer, a life of intimacy with God, who is our strength, who is our guide, who is our protector, who is our shepherd, who will shepherd us through life. Trying to live the Christian life without prayer is like trying to drive a car where you've lost all control, all electrical power. You can kind of do it through your own strength, but it's really hard work. And it's really perilous. The disciples asked Jesus how to pray. And Jesus spoke a lot about prayer. He assumed his followers would pray. He said to them, when you pray, do this. And you'll know the sayings. Those of you who've been around church for any length of time, you'll be familiar with them. Go into a room. Set yourself a a quiet space, find a a quiet moment, come to your Father in heaven who is present yet unseen. Jesus assumes his followers will pray. He sets us an example of prayer. If you read through the Gospels and just keep an eye open for Jesus praying, you see he he prays more than we kind of uh, probably imagine or think. Before the great big uh, decisions of his life, before he was uh, baptized, he goes out into the desert for 40 days and prays in the desert. Uh, suffers great temptation there. Uh, before his big decisions, before he chooses his uh, 12 disciples, really goes up into a mountain to pray who those uh, key followers, key leaders um, would be. Prays at times of crisis. Garden of Gethsemane, he's there with his close band of followers. He knows he's going to be uh, taken away and crucified um, the next day, or that evening, in fact. And he, all he just says to himself is, could you not pray with me? Could you not seek our Father with me? It's a, an example that he sets. And it's an impact that Jesus has. People sought him out and said to him, teach us, to, we want to pray like you pray. We want to learn from you. I've still got a way to go. I don't have people beating down my doors. Lee, we want to pray like you pray. We want to, we want to be uh, spiritual in the way that you are spiritual. But there's, a, there's an example for us there in Jesus. There was something about Jesus. There was a quality about Jesus and his intimacy with our Heavenly Father that people sought him out to learn from him. Okay, so five apps to transform your prayer life. Would you take out your phones? I'm going to go through five apps this morning. I told you it's going to be practical. I'm going to go through five apps this morning. Um, four of them I've, I've used. 
Three of them I've used, I use really regularly, still use today. One of them I've not ever used, but I've, it comes highly recommended. All of these you can get from the Google Play Store, or you can get from um, uh, App Store if you've got an iPhone, Apple phone. So this morning, if as I'm speaking you think, oh, I could do that, that could, that could work for me, download it today. Okay? If you get a bit bored, you need to catch up on your Amazon uh, shopping, you can do that as well. Nobody will know. So it's New Year. There's all the articles, isn't there? 18 things we learn in 2018. 19 ways to lose weight in 2019. Okay, this is my five apps to change and transform your prayer life this year. And the first one is called Prayer Mates. Just hands up if you've got that. Anybody heard of that? Okay, good. One or two? Okay. Um, I use this app more than any other. So in terms of my, my Christian life, this is the app that I use that helps me uh, to pray the most. It's really simple, really, really easy. What you do, download the app. You put in a PIN code to get in so nobody else can, if you lose your phone, nobody else can get into your, uh, into your app and see what you're doing. And it basically works in terms of like um, a, a topic, topics, really. So you select the number of things that you want to pray, pray, pray about in a week, if you like. And then all it does, you just you scroll through, like those other apps where you scroll left or you scroll right. It's like one of those. Um, I don't know about those. Some of you will know a lot more about those than I do. Um, but you just scroll through to the next topic that you want. And you can subscribe to lots of different lists or feeds uh, that are appropriate to you. So the way I have mine set up, I start off with a scripture verse. So every day I get a different scripture verse that prayer mate uh, chooses for me. little verse just to focus the mind. A bit like today we had rejoice in the Lord always. A verse like that. And I will, I will when I've got set aside some time, gone to a quiet room to pray, I will just spend a couple of moments just thinking through that verse. Then I'll, I'll swipe left. Then we get... Um, first thing I pray for is uh, my family. So at random, that I don't choose, the app chooses, at random, a different member of my family will be there. A little photo, smiling face. Might be Sally, might be Lily, might be Ethan, might be Aaron. One of those will come up. And there'll be a few suggestions that I've, I've put in to pray for for them. Some of it's immediate. So, you know, school, exams, problems with friendships, all that for the kids, but also I'll pray for stuff into the future. Praying for the person that that I hope one day Lily will marry. Praying for the person Ethan and Aaron will marry. Praying for the children that they will have. So thinking way, 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 way ahead. Thinking about the jobs and careers that they will go into. They will find a place that they will serve the Lord. Thinking about praying... um, Uh, for Sally's job, the opportunities before her at work. Don't pray for all of them every day. Don't pray for everything about their life every day. But it's really helpful just to have a little, little, I know what my kids look like, but have a little photo of my my kids, one of my kids, and a a few things to pray for. And there's that little bit of mystery. You don't know who's it going to be today. Don't know who it's going to be. It's quite helpful too. Sometimes you've got, you know, 
marriage is hard, isn't it? And sometimes you're kind of not really feeling like praying for your wife that day, and then there she is. And <laughs> prayers that have a different, a different focus. So pray, pray for the family. Uh, swipe on. Then I'll pray for the church. And again, random things will come up. So I pray for a different staff member each day. So Tim and Andy and um, Ellen. And you know, I'll pray for one of those. One of those will pop up. Don't know who it'll be. If it's Andy, I'll pray for him. And I'll pray for the youth work that will continue to grow and to flourish and for his, uh, his ministry here. Uh, bishops in there as well. I might pray for the bishop one day if he, if he pops up. Uh, pray for our church here, um, St. Giles. Then I'll swipe on again and then I have a feed that comes in. Uh, you can choose what you subscribe to. Um, I pray for a missionary society, a little bit of news each day about their work. And I will, I will pray for them that God will prosper them um, in their work. Then there'll be another Bible verse to look at and maybe some items for, for praise. Okay, So this works for me, but the great thing about it is it's completely customizable. You can you can set it up however you want. You can pray for whoever you want. You can use it as regularly as you want or as you, you don't want. But I find it really difficult just to sit down in a room on my own and just pray. It's really helpful for me to have something there that I can just focus my mind and give me uh, suggestions and items to pray for. And there's a real good mix between things I put in, so I'm going to pray for this, and things it suggests to me. Here's a Bible verse, here's some news, here's um, some other things. So if you're only going to do one, or perhaps two this morning, I would um, download Prayer Mate and try that. Okay. Prayer and Bible reading go together. They inform each other. Reading the scriptures will encourage you in your, in your prayer life. It will nourish your spirit, your soul, as you speak, uh, seek to pray. But reading the Bible, you need a plan. The Bible is a collection of books written at different times throughout history by different authors for different purposes. You need a, you need a plan, you need a way of navigating, you need a way of getting into um, the scriptures. And that's where uh, the Bible app comes in. There's loads of different um, apps Um, I found the Bible app to be the one that I've stuck with and it's one of the most um, wisely used. So you just put the Bible app or or something like that into um, the App Store or like the Android Android version, that kind of thing. If you want to know their their makers, it's called Uversion, who do that. Again, you set it up how you want. 50 different versions to choose from. If you want a really up-to-date, modern English, easy to read, you've got that. If, you, if you're one of those people who likes the King James, likes the poetry, um, you've got that too. And you choose a plan. So if you want to, you can say, I want to read the Bible in a whole year, set it up to give you readings to do that, it will do that for you. Or you can do topics. I want, to look, I want a series of Bible reads on, let's say, women in the New Testament. Or the prophets. Or there might be readings on the theme of love, or readings on the theme of grace, or readings for Lent, or readings for Advent, or whatever it might be. Or read through a book of the Bible, like John or Genesis, however you want to set it up. There are literally hundreds of different plans. And the great thing is you can put the parameters in that are going to work for you. You want to read a huge chapter, you can do that. If you want to just read a little bit, um, you can do that too. It will also read to you. 
which is great. So when I go walking with the dog, I'll put this on, put my headphones in, and uh, listen as I go. I'm not sure this is going to work, but I'll try it. Try it this morning. Let's see if you can hear it. Get it to play to you. John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and he was with God in the beginning. Hercule Poirot will read the Bible to you. It's David, uh, David Suchet, and it's a bit like Google Maps, you can change the voice. If you have a, a soothing lady's voice speaking to you, um, you can choose that too. So that's the second one, um, the Bible app. This is the th- now, this is the one I haven't used, okay? But this comes um, highly recommended, um, similar idea to the last one. Basically, you get a, a, a portion of scripture um, each day, and if you if you read through that portion of scripture every day, it will it, you will read the Bible um, in a year. But we, you don't just get the Bible passage; you also get a reflection or a meditation, and those are written by Nicky Gumbel, uh, who comes out of um, Alpha. Comes out of that. Some of you are familiar with Alpha HTB. So really helpful in terms of you get you get a Bible reading. Then you get a reflection, something to think about, a meditation, something to just carry with you through the day, and something to spark you off um, into praying um, as you go. The strength of this is, do the Bible in a year, which is great, but also others are doing the same readings as well. So literally hundreds of thousands of people around the world looking at the same readings. So this might be a thing, you might say as a home group we're going to do this, or as a group of friends, why don't we, why don't we try this? You have something to talk about when you get back together. And if you don't manage it in one day, that's fine. You don't have to kind of catch up. Just skip ahead to whatever day um, you are on. So slightly change of focus. So those are apps um, that you can use. Um, just Who listens to podcasts? Hands up, who listens to podcasts? Okay, there are loads of really, really great um, Christian podcasts about Lots of um, teaching. You chat to me afterwards. I'll tell you some ones that I, I listen to. Different churches where I subscribe uh, to their podcasts, get their sermons. Um, St. Giles, we put our sermons online. If you go to iTunes, you search for St. Giles West Bridgeford. Our Sunday morning talks will be put on there and they'll be um, uh, sent to your, your um, iPhone, your, your podcast app if you use a different one. This is a really good podcast that's not teaching so it's not sermons it's not meditation it's simply an aid to pray Jesus told us what we should pray for and often the things we pray for though I'm sure God delights in answering those prayers and delights in knowing what's on our hearts they're not the things he told us to pray for one thing he did tell us to pray for was for workers to be sent out into the harvest field. He said, the harvest is ripe, but the workers are few. Pray, therefore, to the Lord of the harvest. He would send out workers, would raise up workers. There are people in this world who have never heard the good news of Jesus Christ. There are um, uh, tribes 
small nations, regions, language groups, people who speak a particular language, who have no church anywhere near them. Still waiting for the good news of Jesus that we've sung of and that we've prayed uh, in praise for this morning. And our responsibility as those who have heard is to enable others to go uh, by giving. It's to consider whether God is calling us to go ourselves and be part of that great mission, the great commission that he set before the church. And it is also to pray for those people and to pray uh, for those um, agencies and churches who serve them. So this is an app that I use. It's called Unreached of the Day. Again, search for it in any of your podcast apps. Really good. What it does, it gives you a a simple one-minute brief summary of of a people or a region or a group that don't know Christ. Don't have the scriptures and the language, don't know anything about who he is or what he has done for them. Tells you a bit about them, then has a a Bible verse and then a a, um, suggestion for prayer. And I'm going to ask um, JC just to play um, one of these through. This was one of these um, for this week. Joshua Project presents Unreached of the Day. Today, please pray for the Kazakh Shanghai in China. In 1936, a group of 10,000 Kazakhs left northern Xinjiang and migrated south to Shanghai. Beset there by Mongol nomads, the Kazakhs moved further south in 1939 only to be caught and massacred by a local warlord. They reside now in a remote area of western China. Today, the Kazakhs of Shanghai are a completely untouched group and have no knowledge whatsoever of Christ or the gospel. Pray that the Lord will work mightily to make his salvation known to these people. Isaiah 52.7 says, How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, Your God reigns. Learn more at joshuaproject.net. I'm Pete Stover. Okay, really simple, really punchy, different people that we could um, pray for. That's unreached of the day. daily prayer from the Church of England. Um, For those more traditional-minded among us, morning and evening prayer. Um, There's a set liturgy of morning prayer and a set liturgy of evening prayer. Uh, These are on the web, but they're also now in an app. Um, Works really well on iPads. If if iPad's your thing and you're, um, you know, you like the more kind of liturgical structure of prayer, you like to be guided in terms of uh, prayers that you can say, that are, you can read out, short Bible readings that you can read, like, like a, a shorter uh, church service, then this might be well, well do for you. Um, it's, it's really beautifully designed. It's nice to look at, very much like a kind of um, church uh, service book. So for every day of the year, there's, there's set readings and prayers for the morning, morning prayer, set readings and prayers for the evening, there's also shorter prayers for midday, and there's Compline, which we don't do here at St. Giles too often, but there's, there's Compline, sort of a night prayer or an evening prayer. Of course, if you use that, then you are, you are caught up in that sense of you are praying the prayers of the church. You're praying the same prayers that will be prayed certainly in our cathedrals across the country, but in many churches up and down the land. You don't have that 
uh, that tension or that struggle of trying to think up your own words or trying to, trying to uh, work yourself up to pray. To pray, It's all there for you. You just um, read on through. I'm going to read this reading again. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. There's a couple of instructions there. The first is to rejoice. Paul is writing this in prison, literally in prison, chained to a, chained to a wall, Roman guards uh, surrounding him, not knowing what his future will be, uh, worried that the church has forgotten him. And this letter is smuggled out, and he tells the church to rejoice. The Lord's Prayer, the prayer that Jesus taught, begins, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. It's a a prayer of praise, saying you are holy, you are precious, you are hallowed. I encourage you, if you've never tried it, to try rejoicing, not just here in church, not just when your team win a football match, um, but when you're in that time on your own, you've set aside some time, you've got a bit of space, uh, begin with rejoicing, giving thanks, praising God for his goodness. Read a passage of scripture like I, I read in the service earlier on that speaks of Jesus and, and the cross and his love for us. Then it says, do not be anxious. The Lord is near, do not be anxious. And we think, well, how, how can I not be anxious? How can I not be anxious? This is what is going on in my life. This is what is going on in my workplace. This is what is going on in my family. And the answer is there as well. In every situation, in the midst of everything that is causing you anxiety, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. That's all it is. Lord, I'm worried about this. Lord, I'm frightened of this. Lord, I've, I've got this medical exam coming up. I don't know what news it's going to be, and, I, and I'm scared. Lord, my kids, they're not, they're not going the direction I've, I hoped they would go. Guide them, protect them, help me to talk to them. That's all that, that means. Present your prayers and petitions to God. And then there's a promise. And the peace of God which transcends, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let's bow our heads if the band would come up. Let's pray. So Lord, we talked there about uh, different apps that we can use. And Lord, uh, Thank you for the wonders of the technology that there are these things to help us and to aid us, but in the end they are, they are only tools. 
And Lord, you are the great teacher. So we do pray that you would teach us to pray. Not just that we should pray, but how to pray. That you would lead us, that you would guide us, that you would inspire us. Lord, we pray that you'd make us hungry for you. We pray that you'd make us thirsty for you. Pray you'd uh, direct us again to your scriptures that we might be fed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay,